What's up, listeners? It is Saturday, November 14th. You are listening to All Things Boston, weekend edition. It's Saturday. It's my new ritual when the weather is decent. You head down to southeast Massachusetts and you play a little golf. I'll be playing in the beautiful uh, town of Rehoboth again. Uh, Not the country club, but a little Hazleton golf club. This place uh, used to be a shithole. It used to be called Sun Valley, but now it's actually a decent course. People pump some money into it. You know, working on that Trump economy a year before, and they're probably fucked because of the Biden economy, but it's still, you turn, you put lipstick on a pig because this golf course came from no- nothing to something. The only thing that's kind of shitty about it is, um, you know, there's like mushrooms and stuff growing in the, in the, um, in the, in the grass sometimes. So if like you lose your ball, every fucking thing looks like a ball because there's mushrooms just sprouting up everywhere. But yeah, uh, I don't know what to say anymore. Like I, I try to, um, I try to steer away now from the politics because I just don't want to be like a one trick pony and just go on my rants against, uh, the Dems and be all like angry, like a Jerry Callahan podcast or something like that. Um, I've, again, I think the election was bullshit. I came to, uh, my grief stage, which it started with denial and then it's now I'm into more of, um, Bar, uh, I'm in the bargaining bargaining part process where you're like, well, if he wins Arizona and he does this, he does that. Nah, um, that's still not happening. And then I, I go back forward to like the acceptance part where I'm, I'm I can accept Trump not being in office, um, and I'm excited to see the kind of he'll still be around. It's just he won't have control of our country anymore, but he's still going to entertain us, and he's got his whole um, you know media. Uh, mogul move that he's probably going to eventually try to do, which I think is a good move. He's created this whole um, network for himself, his whole persona. When I was younger, he really was just like some rich dude that was in Home Alone. And then he did The Apprentice, which I barely watched, but now he was president. So, you know, it's there's always going to be content for Trump. I think um, he's going to make sure his base stays energetic and it's going to be either way with him not being present. It's still going to be interesting. We'll see what Biden does, but you know, whatever. Like I, again, I don't care. It doesn't matter. These policies, like we, there's people that fucking are right now in Washington DC doing the million MAGA March. It's cool, but these people don't give a shit about you, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, they care about your vote. But at the end of the day, you know, your little like anger argument on Facebook or your fucking, um, just all the shit you think that like you're doing to help people or argue or fight with your friends and not be friends with people because of politics that's not doing anything it's just you're just an idiot like it's there's more to life than fucking going into i you know me and my fiance got into it i mean I wouldn't say get into it but we we went back and forth and at the same time it's like what are we what are we doing let's argue about what we're having for dinner tonight let's let's figure like is it more important to have fish or chicken um or what are we going to sous vide uh this time around or it's like that's more important to get into these debates. The debates about politics, like what are we gonna fucking do? They don't give a shit about. It. Unless I hit the lottery and I'm worth uh, four hundred million dollars, yeah, that's when like things matter and the politicians will listen to me because I have money now, and they want to take my money to help them get elected. But if you're some schmuck like me or like my fiance who works their ass off and we have a good life, but we're not someone who's like a lobbyist or dealing with any sort of political shit i mean we're nothing to these people so all you are is just entertainment for these rich people that are like (laughs) these idiots and you know that like i think there's like a meme of like like eight old dudes 
in like the White House. Like Reagan's in it, Bush is in it, and then there's like a bunch of other people. And they're just laughing. Like that's what's going on in any side of the party. So I love the spirit of being involved and, and being active and an activist and pro whatever you believe in. But there's a point now where people think because of Facebook and Twitter that they're this like megaphone of like change and all this shit. No, that's not really what it is. Like you need to be boots on the ground, you know, really gaining more like momentum in terms of just actual physical bodies that would help change your vote what you put up on facebook or even a pod like me it ain't doing much it's entertainment but it ain't fucking doing anything for anybody and i went on a rant i deleted it because i did a pod yesterday it was just really boring but do some shit that's gonna be more like uh uplifting like i started soccer on monday nights that shit's fucking amazing i'm running again outside that's fun uh i'm thinking about getting ice skates so i can start playing hockey or something that's the kind of shit I can control that I really like doing. Um, spending at least an hour watching the news to two hours watching the news is just toxic. And I've already talked to a few people and uh, someone that I work with who's like having issues with her marriage because her husband just sits and watches CNN all day. And if it's CNN or Fox News, it's just you're literally watching trash TV. It used to just be Maury Povich and Jerry Springer when we were younger, but it's now actually on cable in the news outlets. So. I have like I'll get my news strictly from BBC and BBC America because it's not biased. They're a different fucking country, and you'll get a little bit on the toe of the line because you'll have some conservative, you know, commentary. And I just think there's more truth in that. But when you're in the the deep state of uh, America, thinking you're gonna get any sort of valid information, you're not. You're just gonna get fear mongered. You're gonna get fucking told a bunch of bullshit. You're gonna get like. There's videos of CNN literally behind a green screen pretending that they're in like Iraq during the invasion and it never happened. After that, the guy like lights a cigarette up. He's laughing. They're in Atlanta chilling and they've done it before. It it really is fake news. And let's just get over this. Let's be intellectual. Let's learn like what a sheep and a wolf is and let's be the wolf. And the wolf, again, is constantly, you know, leading the pack and fucking hunting and gathering for its friggin' pack and just, you know, I don't know, I'm not saying a wolf's like friggin' the gladiator movie, but you need to think like that just to keep yourself active and fit and strong. You know, you might have a kid in your life, you might have a kid on the way, you might want to have a kid, you don't want to be some flub when your daughter's like 16, 17 and some dudes start coming over. You want to be able to be jacked if you kick their ass scare the shit out of them so they know not to do any shit with your daughter when you're home at least you don't want to be some you know hey guys oh uh you get you're like you're taking you know you sound like a chick you know because you're just all you do is watch you know bravo all day and your chicken's got all these hormones in it that's like you know you're growing actual boobs you know that's the kind of stuff again you want to steer away from it's all about healthiness and i'll tell you one thing And, you know, my heart goes out to people that are battling any sort of weight issues and things like that. But the first thing you got to do is get your fucking mind right. And then you get your body right. So if you're battling weight, then maybe it's time to go to a therapist. Maybe it's time to go somewhere that's going to help you get over these humps of why you keep being so destructive with your diet. And then you can start working on your body and then you're fucking a better version of yourself. That's what you got to do. 
And this is what I'm trying to say to everybody. I don't want to make this fucking podcast about me ranting about the Democrats or me fucking whining or anything like that. I like to go on rants on people I can't stand. And that's really what I want. And I love the Red Sox. Well, I like I like the thought of the Red Sox. I hate the ownership. But Patriots, I love New England. I love New England sports. I love Boston. And that's really what I want this pod about. I don't want it to just be about me taking a shit on uh, current events because... Again, I, it's, it's, I really shouldn't even be reading the news. It's, I've been told not to, and I do it because it's just a guilty habit, and I'm a bathroom reader. I'm sure a lot of people are, and with the phone evolving, you, now you can read whatever you want in the bathroom. I used to just read the back of a shampoo bottle or maybe, you know, fucking funnies from the, from the newspaper when I was a kid, and now I can just literally read anything, but... I got to get better at that, and I hope you get better at that, and I want to stress that, you know, the election's over. I don't want to get involved anymore about this. Um, If things do change, yeah, I'll drop another political pod, but it's time to be more of a lifestyle podcast rather than um, politics, because I don't want to lose viewers because I'm pro-Trump either. I mean, I I, I like Democrats. I like Republicans. I like everybody that's uh, just cool and a nice person and isn't a little bitch like that dude Paul I play soccer with. Ooh, actually, by the way, fun fact, Paul is a Trump fan. So, um, if this was like a part in the interruption, he gets a couple beep, 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 beep points from me, but it help or doesn't hurt, uh, help my cause when my liberal friend I play soccer with is like, see, this is why I fucking hate Trump people. And I was like, damn, Paul, you could have been a little cooler. Um, he wasn't as bad this Monday. I, I, he was, you could tolerate him, but, um, we'll see how he goes on Monday. So, um, yeah, I went out last night. I went out in Boston. I tr- uh, did some market research, see how the area is doing. I was shocked with some of the shit I, I found. I started at Hojoko. Now, you have to remember, notoriously, if you go to any baseball stadiums, like if you've been in New York City, right? If you've been to the Bronx, all you got is Yankee Stadium, and then a f- you got to get the fuck out of there. There's not much. The Bronx, granted, my family, you know, my mom's side, they... You know, they, they got their roots from there, from where they, the Dominican Republic, where they started, and then they moved to the Bronx and Washington Heights, and I, I got the whole story, and then they emigrate, you know, they, they moved to Rhode Island, but um, it's came a long way, don't get me wrong, the Bronx will be the next Brooklyn in the next 20 years, but right now, you go to the Bronx Stadium, which I did for my buddy's bachelor party, again, horrible idea, the baseball game for a bachelor party is just, it's not fun, I mean, we went to Sox-Yankees, but it's just not I wouldn't have done it again. No offense. But we did have a blast the second night. Uh, we got there, and that's it. You got a couple bars on that strip. And then, you know, I had connections at the Hard Rock. So I went in there. We had food. And we got the fuck out of there back to Manhattan because it just wasn't, you know, we were in Red Sox shit. We are like, we get, we're getting out of here. Same thing goes for, you know, Wrigleyville. Wrigleyville's chill, and they're building around it. But it's still not some place that you're going to get, like, a like a really good meal it's just kind of baseball stadiums are built for like bars and um you know quick quick bites because you have to and for with my experience in hospitality you can't have like a five-star restaurant and think you're gonna pump out food like that when you got you know 400 people flat sat and they want to get to the game at the same time it's very difficult I've, I've been around the entertainment district areas and trust me you may think you can do it it's very hard so you have to build a menu that's executable uh, for that high volume, but I will say I give Fenway its props, and it's came a long way. When I was a kid, Fenway was covered in urine. There's only like a few dive bars you'd go to. It was kind of like the like like what New York is, the Bronx is right now. 
that's what the Fenway area was. You, there was just drunks everywhere. I mean, I got a story about my first time at Fenway Park where some dude did like the hidden ball back trick where he actually pulled his testicles out from his um, zipper and was walking around like a joke. I'll, I don't know why, but I'll never forget that because I was like, oh my God, like that is crazy. My, you know, my dad was like, turn the other way. And then the other one was the trough where you just pissed into this friggin' like fountain looking thing and your, your penis was just out for everybody. It was a really weird setup. Um, Again, I love the fact that I was part of that generation that had a little bit of that 60s, 50s, you know, 60s, 70s, like, architecture that was just crazy design. Like, the Catholic Church must have designed it. That's how creepy it is. But anyways, back to, uh, like, dining. Fenway, though, is, like, coming up. You, I'm just surprised because it's getting bougie. You got a lot of, like, uh, foreign students that move in these million-dollar uh, condos, and the money's really getting pumped into that area. They're doing so much shit around there. Fenway is not the Fenway that I remember when I was a kid, but um, one thing that was there at the beginning was Eastern Standard, and they were just phenomenal food all day, craft drinks. They're closed now, which sucks, but back to where I'm talking about where I went last night, I went to a place called Hojoko, which is in the Verb Hotel. Now, the Verb Hotel was an old Howard Johnson, uh, like old school, so they did it up. They make it Rockstar Hotel. They have a heated pool, and they hired these people that are like famous chefs in Boston and they, they open like a Japanese, uh, it's, it's a, it's a curita or it's, it's a beer bar. I can't pronounce it, but it's, it's, there's a few, it's really cool. It's just like a, they're around Japan where you grab beers and you eat sushi and you know, ramen and all that, but food is incredible. And back to what I'm trying to say is usually you don't get that type of culinary experience when you're near a ballpark, but we were like, damn, I mean, I was amazed. Like, the wings were good. Uh, I had the miso, spicy miso bowl. Uh, it was freaking amazing. It's expensive. Don't get me wrong. My buddy had, I had two non-alcoholic beers. And my buddy had, you know, a beer and a, a drink. And it was like 68 bucks. But it was so good. And um, there were some people in there. So it was it was nice. I ended up, you know, talking to one of the waitresses, to a couple of the waitresses, because I'm just trying to find what's going on in that area. And she told me to go to this place next door called Soju Bar. Now, this place was where Tony C's was, and Tony C's just never was good. It just didn't have the the draw of, like, young people wanting to hang out there. And it was so big that, you know, it did help during ball games where they got their rush, but during the offseason, they sucked. So this freaking place, Soju Bar, they turned into, like, a fucking club in Miami. There's TVs everywhere, DJs, like, bottle service, like, pretty cocktail waitresses. We walk in there, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? the big beefy bouncers there was a cop working detail or maybe he was just like the hell are you guys doing like this is not this is why covid exists but i just went in there just to see what was going on and i mean i was just like holy shit and they have a rooftop and i was just amazed by that but you know to get back to the baseball talk it's like these like fenway is really coming up in terms of um a destination spot where you got you know music there is going to be going there next to Fenway and they're talking about Fenway you know getting rid of that garage building a, a, a walkway you know a great kind of when you walk in you got shops it's kind of like what they do at Patriot Place but they want to build that over the highway um, on the pike so some cool shit going on like wait wait and see what's going on in the next 20 years if I'm still in you know Boston which I doubt uh, I'm gonna sell my house eventually and move somewhere down south because you just get so much bang for your buck and I just don't want to be around people anymore like I you know, on top of the Hojoko thing, like, they took my temperature before I walked in. Like, that's fucking weird. I, I, I just don't... You think I'd be out if I was sick? You think I'm that stupid? If 
I had any signs of fucking COVID, I'm going to actually go out. No, I'm going to fucking freak out. I'm going to lock myself inside my, my bedroom, stay away from my fiance and not do anything. Why the fuck would I like, why the fuck would anyone with a fever go out right now? So that was a kind of a shitty experience. I, I wish that, um, they didn't do it, but it is, it is what it is. It's, it's, I don't know. Cause you got, you got those people that are so corona out that you're, you know, you got that, those liberals, people that are like, yeah, oh my God, they're so safe. And wow. They, my buddy went to a brewery in Boston, Aeronaut Brewing. I think it's in Everett or Somerville. And they actually, the server would not go to their table unless they put their masks on to deliver the food. And then they had to bust their own table. And it was just like a ridiculous experience. They kept getting yelled at because their masks were back on. Because they were, I, I, it's awful. You, there's a thin line between you know, doing the protocols and being actually safe, but then going above and beyond, you're a fucking douchebag. And I don't know who's running these operations, but that's just too much. I would never go back. I'm already paying, you know, 300% more for this one beer that I could just get at a store and sit in my house, no plexiglass. Fucking, if I'm single, I'd be on Tinder swiping away or FaceTiming girls rather than, you can't meet anyone out. The only people you can meet is the waitress. And I'm just fucking done with it. Like I. I would never experience that kind of shit. Like you wouldn't pay me. So this is why, you know, I stopped drinking. It's been an amazing, um, thing for me because I have nothing anyways, I'm missing out on. There's nothing to fucking miss out on. There's nothing to do besides be in public, pay for overpriced drinks, shitty food. Like I've, I'd rather stay at home until this shit blows over and we're almost done. I, I understand. I don't like cooking all the time either, but I'm not going to go and spend fucking $200 at a bar because, you know, I want to be social and maybe meet people. Like, I, you know, I got everything I need. I got an amazing fiance. I got a big bag of weed. I got whatever I need. And I'll just wait till the vaccine's out and, you know, shit will pop off again. It's not, um, if you're really trying your best or you're going out getting frustrated, like, stay the fuck home. I just don't, you know, it's not worth it. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. I'm, uh, I'm in a good spirits right now. You know, like I said, I think the running brings that out in me. You get the runners high and then you just feel like you're fucking, Oh, I'm a runner. Like, oh, I'm so much better than everybody. I just, I ran on, ran four miles before 10 o'clock this morning. Like, yeah, I don't know what it is, but if you do start running, you do get the runners high and it's pretty good. It's like, I'll take it. Um, and I got re- like, the other thing I've realized is I, I dogged the shit out of my gym shoes. And there's such a difference between good shoes. I, I mean, my my knee, my Nikes that I've you know run a lot in, and then I had a pair of another pair of Nikes. It's like I just threw them out. They're not fucking good for you. And I, I'm wearing these Asics that my buddy just gave me. They're really they're really good. But those shoes are amazing. It's like running on air in those shoes compared to these fucking shoes I've had for four years. There's sometimes I I, I act like a hoarder and I just need to throw these out. They're just not worth it. They're not anything good for me. But so if you are trying to run again, don't rely on those shoes you've just beat the shit out of. Like the friction will burn the rubber and you, you get yourself some running shoes. You're an adult now. You have a full-time job, I hope. Anyone that's listening, spend the fucking money. If you're putting more money on getting shit-faced on the weekends and then you try to work out and you're, you're fucking, you're going to get hurt, one, and because you're too cheap because you're just spending fucking 40 bucks on a four-pack of IPAs. So, um... But yeah, I mean, it is what it is. And speaking of IPAs, vitamin C brewing near our, my house in Weymouth is amazing. And if anyone from Rhode Island wants some, I'll pick some up, bring them down. Just, just give me a holler. 
But besides that, um, baseball, you got Bauer signed with the Reds, I think. I don't know. Uh, the Tommy LaRusso thing, Tony LaRusso thing, I love that he's there. But obviously all the woke baseball players hate it, like Stroman and all them. But you, you got to, I mean, he worked for the Red Sox in their front office for, I don't know, for a while. So the Red Sox are kind of like fucking turtlenecking. They don't want to admit that they had this guy on their team, but I like them. I like old school coaches. They're better. It's like, no offense to like the Sean um, Paytons of the world, not Sean Payton, whoever the hell the, the coach is on the on the Rams. These young guys, I, I get it. These young guys are great, but they must have learned from an old guy. And for a young player, you're gonna want to learn from a guy who's been in the league for a long time, who's been giving you giving you advice. Like that's just the way it works. You're not gonna get it from a kid who just got out of fucking Harvard, regardless of his education and grades no you're gonna get it from that old guy that's make the mistakes it's like golf i'm watching the masters it's been amazing but you know there's people that don't know that course and they need to rely on the old guys that have been there for 40 years playing and that's the same thing with la Russa. like he's a he's a valuable guy and i'm glad that they made that move ballsy move by the white Sox. hope he does great um and then you know the media releases that he got a dui fucking last year like get the frig out of here dude so, speaking of the Masters, really, really fun to watch. Um, this is why I'm golfing today. I just, I get in the itch just watching it. And, you know, DeChambeau is just like a big lug. I can't stand the guy. He reminds me of like Gronkowski, but like a shittier version. Gronk is at least fun. This guy's just like an ox. He's just a dude that just, I mean, he crushes the ball, but I'm, I'm happy to see him sucking uh, in the Masters because it's just, he's, I'm not saying he's ruining the game because he could hit it so far, but. He's ruining the game because he just isn't also technical. He's just, he's just a fucking asshole. And Brooks Kepska is another one. I can't stand that asshole either. And I love Dustin Johnson. I love Justin Thomas. Um, I love, you know, McElroy. He's, he's up and down like me. Like, obviously, like a 0.001% like me because uh, I'm ter- terrible. But he's been up and down in terms of a professional golfer this weekend, and then, uh, and then, yeah, those those three guys are definitely my favorite. And um, yeah, they got like a sixty-year-old guy right now in the tournament. So, anyways, I'm done uh, fucking preaching. I hope everyone has a good Saturday. Uh, be safe. If you know you want to get on a pod, give me a, give me a shot. Love to do some interviews. We'll talk to you soon. Peace.